Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Hashtag Product Design Podcast. For those of you who don't know or couldn't guess by the title, this is a series of talks where I'll be picking the brains of industry experts exploring different topics within product and design. I have the pleasure of being joined today by my good friend Pascal Hoffman and today we'll be covering the topics of how design and freelance work has changed over the last 20 years and why should designers potentially choose freelancing over permanent positions. Pascal, again, pleasure to have you on here. Uh, please could you start by giving a quick overview of you, your, you and your career so far. Yeah, thank you, Matt, for the introduction. Happy to be here. So, um, yeah, I'm working as a UX and UI designer so now for 20 years. Um, and um, within the 20 years, I'm supporting teams to bring their product ideas to life. Um, so um, within the 20 years, I had the opportunity to work for around 40 to 45 different brands and clients. And I work for around 300 different projects. And um, yeah, so I had a lot of different insights in the uh, industry. I worked for small teams, big teams. I worked for agencies, startups, and I also worked for performing and non-performing teams. Um, so, and but I'm also forcing myself to be creative uh, by heart. So I'm also doing a lot of side projects by myself. I'm creating. Right now, I'm a father, so I'm creating a child book. Uh, so, and I'm also creating new uh, uh, iOS games or something like that. So, I'm I'm forcing myself to learn more about new technologies and all that yeah. stuff. Um, so, but overall, I'm more uh, helping design teams bringing their ideas yeah. to life. So. Yeah, for sure. Plenty of experience to, to note, of course, over the last 20 years, I, I can imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> so look, obviously, the first topic we wanted to cover off. Um, now, generally, yeah. anyone in design who works as a professional designer understands that there is two two options when, when looking into being a professional designer. You know, you go down the permanent route where you'll be permanently employed by by companies or alternatively, as you have done for the for the last 20 years or so is to to work as a freelancer for different companies or different uh, positions. Um, now, 20 years is obviously a long time. <laughs> yeah, um, design, obviously I've been working a lot less time than you, but certainly since I started working in design recruitment, I've, I've certainly seen shifts and, and changes in, in the market generally and salaries in demand for designers and things like that. But how would you, how would you summarize firstly how design itself and the demand for also and the demand for freelance designers has changed over the since you started 20 plus years ago um to, 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 to today's date would you say when i'm thinking back about my starting point i have to really go back to 1998 1999 something yeah. around that so and it was <laughs> digital ice age i would say yeah yeah so it was a complete different time so no smartphones the internet was just 56k modems maybe you remember that time so uh, <laughs> well i was at that night, yeah. you go into the internet yeah. and open the website so it was a great <laughs> no, time yeah 19, 1998 i was only actually one years old so i don't really remember it <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay i'm i'm born 78 so yeah. I'm now, yeah. <laughs> yeah good you don't remember that time but it was yeah. a really strange time because photoshop was there but it was the time of flash and all that stuff so mm. it, it was really a complete different thing and i was producing music um 1998 1999 i started with producing music um and so what i realized is that was the first contact with the creative industry so i mm. realized okay i have the uh, opportunity to create stuff and listen to it later so it was the first time I realized that I have the opportunity to create stuff uh, by myself so and I was living in Cologne West Germany so but I had no 
real uh, impact in the design industry. I had no idea what I wanted to do. My brother had a film production and so on. And I, yeah, I was completely new in the sector, but I wanted to do something in that area. And so I, on some point, I decided to, to leave Cologne and move to Dresden, uh, East Germany. And that was a big step for a Western guy uh, to go to East Germany in 2000. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, it was the best decision of my life because I went to a school and in this school, I had the opportunity to get a lot of different insights about different topics. So it was about painting, development, film production, photography and all that stuff. So and that helped me to identify myself. So yeah. And um, so I come from a family. Everyone has his own office. My, my grandpa had his own company. My brother had his own film production. For, for me, it was more or less clear that I wanted to go also in this direction to be my own chief. Mm. Um, so and on some point we had in the school, it was in year two or three, some guy from an agency in Tracen came as a speaker to the school and as a mentoring. And uh, so I, I talked to this guy and I, I mean, really was totally into flash Photoshop and 3D architecture. It was a completely yeah. different sector at the beginning. Yeah. So um, and yeah, so it was more a sneaky process to come into that freelancing role because you you start working for one agency and this agency has one job for you. And then if you're good performing, you maybe have the chance that this guy, because Tracen is really small, yeah. uh, goes to another guy he knows and then says, okay, I have a great designer here and work with that guy. And yeah. so I had this opportunity to come into different roles. And that was the beginning of that yeah. freelancing. It was never a real decision to mm. be a freelancer. It was more like that I was yeah, rolling into that freelance yeah. situation. Mm. And um, it was really crazy because at the beginning, I, I, I really found it. Um, I, and uh, the first project I was paid for was a book. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was the yeah. Sioux Guide for Tracen. And that was my first project I really <laughs> got money for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it had nothing to do with Flash or, uh, yeah, yeah. or something like that. But it was a really great opportunity because I had the freedom to do what I wanted to do. And yeah. uh, no restrictions and all that stuff. And that helped me to identify myself as a creative. Mm. So for me, it was clear that I wanted to be my own chief and I wanted to have that new experiences and not sticking into one company, one team for years. Yeah. Um, so um, I worked for, I, I lived in Dresden, I think nine years, something around nine years. I worked for almost all agency that existed in that yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, work, yeah. yeah. It, but it was really strange time. I was totally into flash and I, I remember the good old times. I, I mean, uh, in, in, in 2000, you never had this kind of easy progress where we go, can go to the internet, download something yeah, for yeah. free. You really had to be creative. That was a different kind of process. And mm. when I'm thinking about the the days now, so I mean, I mean, you already also know it that you have everything for free out there. So mm. you have a lot of people. They think they are also designers, but they never really went to the process of really yeah, creating yeah. things from scratch. Mm. And yeah, but overall, it was clear for me that I wanted to do something uh, yeah. freelance yeah. roles. But it was not easy uh, because I, at the beginning, I mean, 
one of the big learnings is never rely on one client. Yeah. So if yeah. you work for one company and you think, okay, now they pay your bills for the next three months. And then you realize as a freelancer, okay, now it stops. Now they have no money anymore. Mm. Now they have no projects anymore. So it was a big learning uh, that I had to understand that only working for one company is really not the best situation you have yeah. as a freelancer. So yeah. it, it, it's, uh, it could be dangerous and on some point maybe you have three months gap. So it yeah. was really a situation where, um, yeah, how can I identify how I can bring up myself for the agencies and yeah. I... I've, I remember the good old time Redbox. It was a platform where you can find all the agency addresses and email addresses. And, and I yeah. went to Redbox <laughs> and wrote down 400 email addresses yeah. from 400 yeah. agencies. And, and then I've sent out emails every year twice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, only to bring up myself on the table. And yeah. sometimes it works, sometimes it, it, never, it doesn't work. But it is really it was struggling at the beginning uh, yeah yeah it sure. felt good because i have the freedom of free time and i earn a lot yeah. of good money so in this time i didn't earn yeah. good money to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I did a lot of stuff for free yeah so, it, it was it was really something i grew in yeah, so to be honest, yeah so. definitely definitely how did you one question i wanted to ask you obviously design as you mentioned changed massively over the the 20 year period that you've worked and obviously when you started it there was a lot of different it sounded like you had to be a lot more creative there wasn't a as many nowhere near as many resources of uh, things that you could download for free and use and things like that but how did you how did you find the transition when things like sketch and figma and think you know tools were introduced you know how did you find that transition of of course becoming you know becoming an expert in those things having to learn new tools and of course when the digital era also came into play and a lot more you know a lot more products were being digitized how did you find that transition period from from that yeah, when I started, the, the word UX or UI was not existing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we were web designers uh, or something like that. Yeah. So and on some point we worked on, in Photoshop or some people worked in InDesign for web yeah. design. So um, and when Sketch came up, it was really clear for me and I directly understood the benefit of working with tools and uh, with like Sketch. So for me, it was also always important to be up to date when mm. new tools are coming up. And I directly realized the, the benefit of working with Sketch. But I also realized that a lot of companies are old school and they are still wanted to work with photoshop and for me it was always important to to be up to date and uh so and nowadays when you come to figma figma did a lot of different things than sketch did and we have this really big community thing uh where you uh, so nowadays it's much much easier for a lot of people to be creative or be designers so um I realize it often when I come to companies and you work with a lot of designers, they maybe have five years of experience or something like that, but they are not really problem solvers. Yeah. So yeah. many of them uh, took someone an idea from there, took an idea from there, take this down yeah. on this template, uh, move mm. things around and then uh, yeah, yeah. bring it onto the table, but they are not really. Yeah. Do you think the, um, not the existence i think user experience has always been there it's just not been titled user experience or known as the concepts of user experience but do you think the development and higher focused 
uh, for higher focus on user experience has led to the design role being much more business or problem solving focus as opposed to just being people who create nice screens essentially. <laughs> I mean, this is why we have UX and UI. Yeah. yeah. So UI is to create something that looks nice, but UX for me, it's just when you bring it down to the core, UX is just problem solving. So you mm. have an idea, you have an, uh, you have a goal and you have to, sometimes you have to, a real complex product. And the the real the real goal is to cut it down to its core uh, main parts and and you really really think about how you can solve these problems. So I I, I would say the the the, uh, the situation is still the same. I, I was always a problem solver. I will always yeah. have that thing as a UX designer in myself, even when I'm not using the term. Mm. So, but I think that is a real, real thing as a UX designer nowadays that you have to understand the company, the brand, the goals, mm. also the team, who they are working with. And what helped me a lot is also had a lot of different insights and different topics to producing music, when I'm working with Photoshop a lot, when I'm working with 3D stuff, that helped me a lot to identify problems a little bit better than maybe others. Yeah. And that helped me also to be a better problem solver when it comes to working in projects. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I think, um, you know, the, the amount of time that you've worked on in different industries, different sectors. I, w I wanted to ask you, when it comes to, the, the identity of user experience, as you said, when you started, it wasn't really a thing. It was more like a web design position. And then when do you think timeline wise, it, it did start to become identified as user experience and, and user interface? I think it was something around mid of 2005 or something like that. Mm. Six. I don't know what exactly when the yeah. term came up, but like I said, so for me, user experience, even when I didn't know the term was always existing yeah. because I was mm. always thinking about it. So, and I think a lot of the other designers had the situation as well. It's not only yeah. about me, um, but I think everything changed something around 2000 because at, when I started the UX part came from sometimes from the marketing department or from the business department. And so, I think the idea came up that the designer should be the conceptor, uh, yeah. the guy who's thinking about how we, because he knows the the uh, the world of design. So, and yeah. I think that was the reason why this came up, and it was a good thing. Uh, yeah. That, but nowadays UX and UI is just a term, and for me. Ah, uh, now, now, after after twenty years, I, it, it's like you you are. I think when you compare it as a DJ, yeah. So, yeah. In the good old days, you have to go into the store, check the vinyls, buy the yeah. vinyls. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to move the vinyls, and now nowadays you just download a few MP3s, come with <laughs> yeah. stick and stay yeah. the DJ. So this is. You know what I mean, yeah? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But I think it, it was mid of uh, 2005, 2006, where it really yeah. went, came out, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, now, next, like, going back to, to yourself, and obviously, um, 
the shift from when you again started and, and up, up until this point um how do you think the projects that you work on now have changed since you you first started working and it, obviously it's a, a quite a general topic but how do you see the maybe the the length of the contracts that you get now or the you know how much you integrate with the the existing team how much impact you can have as a freelance designer now how, how has that shifted from when you started to, to, to today Mm, yeah, so for, I also had long on and, and small term uh, 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 contracts in, in my past, um, but to be honest, um, so from the contract length or something like that, I don't think that something really changed. Uh, so what I realized is that a lot of companies not able to invest this money for freelancers because the freelancers are much more expensive and yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we leave the team on some point. Um, so I think money is also a thing where I realized so that I only work for big agencies right now and, and big companies with a lot yeah. of money back up in the background. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if this... I don't know if this really, really changed. It, it, it is more the, the situation that you have a lot of, the market is growing. So we have yeah. a lot of different, uh, so many different people, they call themselves UX and UI, and mm -hmm. it, it's much harder to be uh, unique nowadays. And, yeah. and, and really, so it, 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 it's not easier, it's more, yeah. it's harder than. Uh, yeah, than sure. So, what what are your your personal preference going back to here but what are your favorite projects to work on as a freelance designer now uh, now so yeah when i'm thinking about my really the real love project i'm thinking about my own projects uh, mostly so because this is where i really had the opportunity to be yeah. the creative i wanted to be and one project i really I found it Movebox. That was a project I found in two, 2016, and it was a project. Uh, so, so when you're thinking about Pinterest, you know Pinterest. I think yeah, yeah, uh, sure. So yeah. Was focusing on on images and all that stuff to this point. And I was, as a music music producer, I had three different SoundCloud accounts. I had uh, yeah. two Mixcloud accounts. Yeah. <laughs> Vimeo accounts, YouTube accounts. So, and I came up with the idea: Why are we not doing something like Pinterest? Uh, for videos yeah. and yeah. yeah, and we had a really good start. Also, so we went to uh, Vienna, and we have been in the most uh, twenty-five most promising European startups uh, nice. for three months yeah. in an accelerator. We have been in Mumbai for six weeks in a school in the slums. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to find developers, uh, we also have in Mumbai. Have been in Mumbai. Um, for um, in the top 300, um, I won an award in uh, France, Paris, um, first prize. Um, it was really, really going well. So we had a really good starting point, but that was also some really big learning for me because you have an idea, you have everything, you have a cool setup, you have a good impact. And at the end, you realize that your team is not the best team. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so and yeah so um, but when i'm thinking about project i'm really behind and i really would say that is the thing i really love is my own projects hmm. uh, but this was really something i was i was really enjoying that thing to create it by myself getting the team on board 
have this yeah. impact and that that felt really good for me and i worked on a lot of different projects and a lot of different teams but i i would say the the, the project i'm doing by myself are the most interesting yeah <laughs> yeah for sure so um going back to the, the same sort of topic and obviously you mentioned that your your own projects your favorite ones let's say for instance like someone like myself or recruiters reach out to you about positions um yeah. now when it comes to assessing freelance positions of course i know we've worked together before and i know generally what you look for as, as our relationship has grown but i think um just for, for people listening who want who want to know um what do you think are the best projects you get reached out to about R. So, you know, what what types of companies do you prefer working for? Um, things like that. I, I prefer working in companies where I learn something. That mm. is really something that I enjoy. So I, yeah. I, I, I work for a lot of different setups, like I mentioned before. And so I, I worked for companies that it, it felt like a school where you get paid. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And, and it yeah. was really an amazing experience when you're yeah. working with professional people and you have this impact and you really see that product is growing. And But I also worked for companies with 70 people and the product is not moving in one year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. For, uh, for me, it's always good. As a, so it's also something I would say for freelancers that want to come in or even in the design industry, I think it's really cool if you're working for small teams at the beginning because you have this more, more mm. deeper insights and you're working closely together, you have much faster processes yeah and but um i would say i i, I cannot say that it is a specific type of mm. project it's more a setup of the company or of the uh, uh, of the of the team um, yeah. and i prefer really working with professionals where i have the feeling okay we have a, we have professional developers professional mm. project managers but it's not that I would say it's a specific brand or a yeah, specific sure. company. Yeah. Sure. So when, let's say when you're approached about a position and potentially you're, you're going to interview with this company. Um, now, how do you, how do you assess when you're speaking to the company? Cause obviously they're interviewing you for the position, right? But you're also interviewing them for a potential project that you're going to work on. So how do you assess when speaking to companies, speaking to hiring managers who, who might be interviewing you? Um, how do you assess at that point, whether, you know, there is going to be a professional team, you know, the product's going to go somewhere in you know, the duration of your project, and then ultimately assess that they're the right project to take on at that time. Yeah, it also depends. So sometimes you work in companies where you have four or five uh, designers working on the same project. So um, I'm I'm talking with them and find out what what they what they really in, uh, just what what they are looking for. So some people want that lead position where you lead the, the team and where you really have that opportunity to have that impact. And you choose uh, how we proceed, and they really want that. The impact, and for me, after twenty years, it's important to have that. Um, so I always want to know if I am more just doing some stuff, or if I'm really into the role where I can bring in my insights mm -hmm. and my 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 uh, experience from twenty years. So th that yeah. is really a question I come up most of the time with any interviews. Uh, so what are you looking for? Do I have the opportunity to talk free? Or do I have the opportunity to uh, yeah, yeah. just keep quiet uh, in the background? And so for me, when I'm really searching for new projects and new companies or new clients, I, I, I'm, I, I like the idea of really find out if I'm able to really bring in my experience. This is something that's really important for me. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay, cool. Now, I think it, it leads us naturally into our next topic. And I think one of the things you said uh, prior to, to the last answer that you gave was um, about designers who are looking to get into the game, maybe start off with smaller teams to have faster processes, bigger impact. So the, the second topic we wanted to cover off, Pascal, was obviously why, why should designers potentially choose freelance over permanent roles? Um, now, of course, you've been working in, in freelance work for you know, the entirety of your design career, right? Um, yeah, right. Of course, I think, as you said, it's it's become a massively more competitive market. There's so many people that now have ventured into design in some form of way. Um, but open question, why why should or why did you, you know, opt to choose freelance work over permanent positions for, for your career? So for me, it was like I said, it was more something like it came. It was in my DNA, I would say, yeah. <laughs> because I come from that family background where everyone had his own offices and yeah, companies sure. and all that stuff. So, so that was something I really had in my uh, DNA, more or less. Um, so at the other point, I mean, when you're starting freelancing, it, it you have to be aware that it's not every time going really like this rocket. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> And especially nowadays, when I when I started, it was I was not a common thing. So in Dresden, you had no not so many flash designers at that mm. time. So, but now when you go to LinkedIn or something like that, and you look how many UX designers are yeah. out there, yeah. and I mean, one hundred to two hundred different UX people. Mm. So working as a freelancer is really not not the the easiest thing. So you have to think a little bit like an entrepreneur yeah? so right. you have to organize everything by yourself so you have no safety line yeah so uh it could especially when corona hits us yeah so yeah, it was course, really yeah. a thing where you realize what can happen as a freelancer i mm. was on honeymoon in bali and <laughs> yeah. i was really like okay i'm coming back everything will be good Let's go crazy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I came back and everything broke down and I had yeah. no job offer for one year. Yeah. You have to deal with that. So yeah, Corona is not hitting every month, but I think what I want to say is you need that safety line. So mm. uh, I was, I had a backup for my brother at the beginning, for example. So when two months, no money was coming in, I had a brother on the side who mm. was supporting me and helping me so it has a lot of benefits but it also has some uh yeah uh cons um yeah. i mean you are free to do whatever you do i might i mean you you don't have to tell anyone when you want to go to holidays or something like that yeah. i know companies or people they have to plan their holiday trips one year yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. ago so and it is super strange and that was never a thing and i also like the the challenge so um Coming into new teams, coming into new projects, yeah. uh, get new triggers for my head. So that was the really the idea why I choose to be a freelancer. But it, I, I mean, I cannot imagine something something else. For me, it was also after six months. I always had that feeling, okay, working on this project for the next three years or something like that. That was not really interesting yeah. for me. Yeah. So what I what I mean is you really need some kind of an entrepreneurial entrepreneurship yeah. 
thinking to be a freelancer and survive as a freelancer. You have to organize yourself. You have to market yourself. You have yeah. to pay taxes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the learning. Yeah. <laughs> money what you earn. Yeah. So you have to learn that as well. So you have to organize yourself completely different than you are when you are employee. And I now I'm father, uh, and I know a lot of people they went from freelancing to permanent roles because mm. of that yeah uh, sure. fear. Uh, so but i also thought about that at the end of corona uh, mm. when i was one year without freelancing contracts yeah. <laughs> i really thought about maybe i should also go back into or what means back i should yeah. think about some permanent roles but i i mean i can only speak for myself so for yeah. me it was it is my thing and I want to create things. I want to have impact. And I worked for so many companies with, with a lot of people, a lot of money in the background, but the product is not moving. And mm. that was one of the biggest reasons why I choose, okay, I can go to another team yeah, and now sure. I have the opportunity to create something. Yeah, yeah so, definitely. I think, um, I think you make a really valid point there. I think some, some designers stay like permanent designers, they, they stay in positions because the fear of, of, moving too often damages their reputation but also damages their their cv when they're sending to, to potential hiring managers you know so as a recruiter a lot of the time you get pushed back on on people who have moved too frequently um because of course you know when they're looking for a permanent hire they want them to stay there for, for a good amount of time you know they don't want to waste resources waste time and effort hiring this person they're going to leave after a few months um sure. certainly freelancing you know completely gets rid of that um you know generally you know, you have contract lengths, um, your notice periods are really short. So if you do you know, really hate the project or want to change projects pretty quickly, you can. And it gives you that flexibility to to move around yeah. much more often and have that um, diversity of projects that you can work on, too. I think one thing I've certainly gathered from certainly from speaking a lot of permanent designers who have worked for agencies, let's say. So not freelancing, but working as a permanent designer in an agency environment, a lot of them go into it and get into it. Um, for the exact same reason as freelancers in terms of diversity of projects and being able to work across you know, different different sectors, different projects. Um, mm -hmm. But a lot of them say they really struggle with the ownership and the actual impacts that they can have as a designer, certainly when it comes to more of the, the strategy and the business perspective or the business part of this role. Um, mm -hmm. how, do, how do you see that as a freelancer? How have you seen that across the, the roles that you've had? Yeah, this is totally true. Uh, so that that is one of the reasons that forced me to go to the next company. So yeah. because of the impact I had. So, uh, on, so it was really strange when you're working six months you're producing stuff every day but when you take the real app you are working for and you can't see any change in the last mm. six months i mean and this is why i why i said small teams are much much more interesting if you really yeah. want to work as a creative and person because you have this much faster process and mm. you can work together and so I, I don't know how to say it, but uh, it is, it is, yeah, I don't know how to say it right now. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I see where I see where you're coming from. It's 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 a common problem that I always see across the, the design community when, when speaking to people. It always comes from either agency or larger businesses that people work for. So people work for, you know, global companies. The, the problem you have as a designer is that 
of course you're a very creative person and you also want to have impact and certainly what the, i think the more senior you get in your career the more business understanding you get um and you can certainly influence that as a designer um but i think what people struggle with certainly with bigger companies or agencies is that exactly what you said the time it takes for the impact to happen is way too long for them you know as a designer as a creative you want to see your work impacts in a short space of time you want to see how it works then also understand how the user is reacting to the changes that you might have made right um if that process of building something new takes six 12 months and then you have to wait that length length of time to see it then have to wait that length of time to see how the user reacts to it and then if there's problems you have to go and fix them that i think that's why a lot of designers opt to change more frequently not only in freelance but more in permanent than potentially other positions because they don't see that impact at the company they might be working for and i think many designers i speak to much prefer to work for mid-sized to smaller startup businesses because of this specific part of their role right exactly i think so. yeah yeah so other i know we're, we're discussing potentially why designers might look into freelance or or opt for for permanent positions um where where else do you potentially see the the pros of being a freelancer can be in today's design market yeah the, the, the pros is definitely money first of yeah. all yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you earn much more money and uh so this is one pro you have this freedom of okay you have a contract a fixed contract of three to six months sometimes nine months or something like that but it's something yeah. around three to six months you have the freedom to then go for maybe holiday trips if you want to <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so you have a lot of more uh, freedom of choosing the projects you want to work mm. for so um as a so from from this point of view money and freedom is one of the most biggest mm. benefits of of, of uh, being freelancer yeah. but yeah. you have this goes cons where you also have to organize everything by yourself and yeah. no one is paying your taxes sure. and no one is paying your insurances yeah. and so yeah but i would say the, the 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 two main factors to to be a, a freelancer is money yeah. and time I wanted to I wanted to ask you a separate question, Pascal. So I've never really explored the topic, but just come into my head based on the topic of conversation. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask whether you've ever struggled to integrate. So obviously you've done many, many projects and I'm sure you've worked with um, alongside permanent employees, right? So a permanent design team and working who are permanently employed and you come in as a, as a freelance designer to also work alongside those guys. Um, have you ever struggled to, to get buy-in from the designers that you've worked with because you're an outside and uh, outsider essentially and they oh, know that true, you're going to be true, there forever? True, true. Have, you know, have you ever struggled with that side of things? I did, I did. I mean, you're coming into a project and maybe some other designer is working on that project for half a year or a year yeah. and now you come and you want to change everything. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, but for me, it was also as a freelancer or something like that. I mean, when you come into a project, you have to realize what's existing and you don't throw everything overboard, but mm. they, they, they booked you for your in side yeah. they, they book you for your experience mm -hmm. and on some points some people nowadays are really observant that the people really want that i i i, I tell them what i'm thinking mm -hmm. from my point of view but in the early earlier days when i was more or less junior yeah uh, it was a different thing so mm -hmm. i was i had the same situation but i really struggled and i really had the situation where some people were not really reacting positive on 
on my impact because I you move in now you want to change everything yeah, yeah. leave us here yeah. <laughs> so I had that yeah I had that so yeah, yeah. And maybe you remember that situation uh, with the company so where I had three phone calls on uh, one day for one position yeah. that was really yeah. one of the interesting situations as a freelancer mm -hmm. Three companies had a pitch for one big company, uh, and three companies called me, and I had two of them. They had a problem with my way of explaining how yeah. it worked, and the other person, the third one, was exactly open for it, mm -hmm. and so he wanted to have these person. Uh, so I, 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 I had definitely situations yeah. where I struggled to work when come in into the design teams especially when it is really a short term uh, yeah. just for a few weeks or something like that that you cannot change too much yeah definitely yeah yeah because I, I I think um, you know generally it's if you're working as the same for instance in my team like if I was if I was working my recruitment team now and they hired a freelance recruiter to come in and change or try and uh, obviously help me but um, certainly, I think the more senior you get in your career, I think the less like willing you're, <laughs> you would be to someone else just coming in and trying to change the work you might have worked very hard on and, and doing, of course. Totally understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And a lot of the time, the designers won't have influence on that, that, that decision necessarily. Often it's made by people above them and, and higher up than them. Um, but yeah, I wanted to end on something I wanted to ask you um, just to see whether you're open to obviously answering the question. But um, have you had any like notable horror stories or bad stories about a freelance project that you've ever worked on? <laughs> I just saw one really, that was the company I, I already talked about when yeah. I came in and told them that they switched to sketch and yeah. that was creating a configurator, a car configurator uh, for yeah. a really, really well-known uh, car brand. <laughs> yeah. And I was working there for 11 months, I think. And that was really one of the craziest stuff that happened to me. And I have the photo. I don't know where the photo is. And maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have it. And I was working there for 11 months and I created, I think, 300 different versions of, of ideas and concepts. Yeah. And nothing moved into the next round. <laughs> and I had a paper like, like this. It was, I was so powered out i was really yeah. completely burned out at the end my prey mm. was not working anymore i was <laughs> off and that was the situation where i really i ended the job because i yeah. had no capacity anymore yeah, my, yeah. my brain was not working anymore and that was where i realized that this is not what i want to have yeah as a UI designer. i yeah. really had to left i went to thailand for three months and <laughs> yeah. to recover. So yeah. i was really out of that job i was no one can offer me how much money they want but i'm, yeah. I'm off um so and it was really a strange experience because you work your ass off, you create ideas over ideas and really cool ideas. But the person over me had no balls <laughs> yeah. to bring this idea on the table of the next one. Yeah, yeah. So, because it is too fast, we cannot do yeah. that. That's not possible. La 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 la. We can have. We let's create some new versions of yeah. it. And about the, at the end, after three hundred different versions of that configurator yeah 
I was really, I was really, yeah. uh, I really <laughs> had a burnout, and that it yeah. was really a strange experience for me. As uh, yeah. I earned a lot of money, but at the end, I yeah. said, "Okay, I, I, I give a shit about that money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, eleven, eleven months just down the drain, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, but, but this yeah. was one of the really worst experiences I yeah. had. Uh, the other experience was uh, where I was working for a company I worked for before uh, as well. Yeah, but. That was a different team and a different PM. Yeah. And this person came to me and used me like a slave. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. really like, uh, don't think, don't ask, go to that, copy, just copy it, move that. <laughs> yeah. You have to create 15 pages a day. Yeah. I would, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and then at the end, I was really like, uh, I, I, on day two, I went to my uh, HR uh, yeah. manager and told her, "No, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't work like this. Yeah. This, <laughs> yeah. this is not yeah. how I can work. I, yeah. I, sorry, it, it was really strange. Just yeah. take it from there. Don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Copy it. Move it. Let that. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with what I wanted to do. And yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, after that, I had a lot of fear that I will never get a job again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. was really like one year, no, no other job yeah. opportunity. And one year later, I asked them again, and so and uh, yeah, I, I I got another job from there. Yeah. <laughs> You you never know if you're working for yeah, a different course, team, yeah. different setup, and you also know what happens is you get a job offer, you get a goal. Yeah. You remember? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, so yeah. you have no idea, and then on on the day when you have to start, they cancel the job. Yeah, uh, for whatever reason. So this is the thing you never know who you are working with. And yeah. Who you are with. So this is something. Yeah, else. yeah. I think that's again but something. These are experience. Yeah, I think that's again something you have to consider as a freelancer, but you have to consider that in a permanent position as well, to be honest. Like, generally, generally, you know, freelance interview processes are obviously generally a lot quicker than what permanent freelance, uh, sorry, permanent interviews are. But even in permanent positions, you probably maybe speak to the company three, four times, maybe depending on how long the process is, and you get to meet a few different people. But generally, they're all like hour conversations at maximum, and you you judge this next life opportunity off of those short interactions with the companies you you do never know i think it's i think it's really important for for any designer in a freelance position or in the permanent position to really during that interview process as you mentioned try and really understand as much as possible who the people you are going to work with also how much they actually value design i think designers and the design department will probably always tell people who are interviewing that they yeah the company really value design you know we're we're highly valued we're and things like that but i think in my opinion what designers should really do is with the other people that they're interviewing with across different departments ask them tricky questions about these type this type of you know this uh, topic because then you'll really get to understand from the other departments how actually you know how much they actually value design how much they actually cross collaborate value your opinion value your design work how much impact design can have on the business as well um because yeah i think it's a, a huge problem often that here when i speak to designers why they want to move is because oh yeah you know great design team really enjoy the people i work with but our, our manager or the head of product whoever is the the head of their team or whoever's above the head of design potentially you know doesn't really value us as a department we're seen as just the, the design department not, yeah <laughs> but yeah look um really appreciate your time my man um thanks very much for, for jumping on um yeah 
Um, really enjoyed this one and hopefully it gives, I think it's a really different one to what I've done before as well. So it should give a lot of designers a different insight into the potential of okay. freelancing, obviously what the freelancing world is like. And uh, yeah, hopefully promote a few more people to consider it potentially. <laughs> Thank you, man.